0: Based on that one line, I'm extrapolating everything yeah. <laughs> about his existence based on the one terrible thing he just said. So, well, what was that I was in the kitchen? Oh, he said that he somehow understood Chris's world viewpoint.
1: Well, it's his whole job, like mm. the whole Talking
0: Dead job. I don't care. Is to, Chris is a terrible person. Oh, well, yeah, that's Chris true. Is, Chris's
1: viewpoint is garbage. Well, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, uh, um,
0: yeah. doing Chris Hardwick. I'm just. I'm just mm-hmm. saying that okay. no. There is no excuse for the behavior. I, you of this don't have to kid.
1: you don't have to say that. I've been I've been saying that Chris is terrible and needs to die since the first season. I know. Oh god, this
0: whole episode. Ugh. This is why this is why we can't have nice things. This is why because these people. <laughs> Fear of the walking dead is the cause of all ills in society. Right. If only we didn't have Fear of the Walking Dead, we would live in a paradise. Okay, I, uh, I'll go with it. I'll <laughs> go with it. <laughs> it's completely unfair to the fine folks who are working very, very hard. I'm sure on this show. However, this show is—I uh, think we said it last week. This is everything that's wrong with the regular *The Walking Dead*. Condensed down. It's like yeah. they—it's like they—they they magnified it and and said, "Hey." humanity is terrible right let's show how all of humanity is terrible well i will say i will say
1: that we have for the first time found two are on the on a walking dead show we've come across two communities that aren't on the complete verge of disaster this is true, but... One of them is just being built and is n- probably on the complete verge of disaster because Madison's running it, and the other one is, is, you know, maybe a weirdo death cult, but, you know, hey, whatever.
0: Hi, folks. This is Apocalypse Now. I am Tim Harvey, and this is Dustin. Yeah. Say hello to the nice people. Dustin. Hello, nice people. Um, so, yeah, that's our lead-in. We just finished watching the second-to-last episode of this season of Fear the Walking Dead. And next week is a two-part episode. Ah, oh. uh, So it's two hours of this. Um, and this episode, this episode made us angry.
1: Mainly because it was mainly Chris. And Travis. And Travis. And every time
0: it's Chris and Travis, I get mad. Well, I don't have the hate for Travis that you do, but I, I do have mm. the hate for the whole Travis and Chris storyline. I guess. This is another... Oh, God. This, the things that are wrong with tonight's episode are legion. <laughs> Leaving aside Chris and Travis. Just assume that Chris and Travis are just random characters who walked in from nowhere. Right. We don't know anything about these characters. Once again... I, okay. Um, this is going to sound bad. My daughter and I dug a grave once. Wow. Oh. Yeah. We did it for a film. Oh, yeah. I remember yeah. okay, that. So, film. So we went out and we took six hours to dig four feet down. Mm-hmm. Okay. There were two of us. In this episode, Travis goes out to dig a grave for this man who is killed by the idiot American twenty-something horrible people who right. need to die.
1: terribly. Although it does it technically really killed by his moron
0: sixteen-year-old son. Right, right, and they just you know pushed him to the point where, or actually gave him the opportunity to let his true disgusting monster out. So Travis goes and he digs a grave, which is about—I'm going to say four or five feet deep. Sure. Um, oh God, it's—he's not sweating. He's wearing—he's wearing a jacket. I checked the—I checked the average uh, temperature in Tijuana because I just had to know. I'm thinking maybe myself, maybe Tijuana cooler than I think it is. No, it's actually not. Um, yeah. So I'm watching that going because that's not even. That's not even, why am I worrying about a show not showing the proper way to dig a grave? Or that it has, or that, you know, even, because this show doesn't even care. It doesn't even care that things aren't, you know, you can't walk 100 miles in two days. Have you, you seen,
1: there's a gif of Travis breaking the window of a car and then reaching over and opening the door handle. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. Because that's you know that's you're exactly what you're saying there's, the people who there's there's just like in some ways no consistency of purpose on this show uh-huh. like, yeah, you know, we're not even going to pretend that it's any more or less cold or hot in Tijuana, and that digging a grave is not. It just takes five minutes. Yes, we'll break this window and then reach over and not reach in to the car, unlock mm-hmm. the door, but reach over and just open the door. Mm-hmm. It's from the it's from the episode where Chris and Travis meet the
0: dude bros. Oh, okay, sure. So yeah, it's just I mean, <coughs> and part of the problem is is I don't care. I don't care about about Chris. Chris is okay as a father, and you know this too. <laughs> you know this too. And they even try and talk about this at the end of the episode. Uh-huh. But the problem is, is that they okay. So here's what they said. Here's what happened. Here's what happens tonight. We got to right. talk about what happens. So Chris and we we we. It's moments. It appears mere moments after Chris has shot the poor Mexican farmer. Right. And Travis, quite understandably, is upset, shocked, but he also has a kid who's been shot through the leg. Uh huh. And since Travis is the only one who has anything resembling medical training, and it starts just like, you know, it's the school made him go take EMT classes. Right. He sits there and he tries to take care of the kid. Mm -hmm. He says one of those dumb movie things and TV things that is not in fact true, where it says, we have to dig out, We know, it's a good thing it went all the way through because we have to dig out the bullet, Uh except in the real world, where doctors will tell you, don't dig out the bullet. It's stopping (laughs) more bleeding. Right. Um... But hey, you know, whatever. Um, why should the show be accurate in any way, shape, or form in the real world? So Travis runs into the house and finds uh, you know, a needle and thread and bandages and things like that. You know, these folks are obviously living far enough out they're going to have some of this right. stuff, right? So he patches up the kid as best as he can. And quickly realizes that his son uh, has finally found his people. Yeah. He has found the ethically well n- uh, unethical right immoral soulless monstrous repugnant I'm running out of words that that don't get me having to bleep myself out when I'm editing this right uh, these uh, these kids are terrible these, these are they're the worst they are uh, I would shoot these children and <laughs> I don't like guns right and I am not violent um, but they are just these these are the kind of people who get you killed, right? Or and or, or will just kill you. And the thing that gets
1: me, the thing that really really gets me about these this particular sequence that they do with Travis and the horrible children, is that they leave poor baby James at his gunshot wound in the barn mm-hmm. there's a full house just mm-hmm. right there uh, yeah. they don't move him into the house put him in a bed for him to recuperate they leave him in the barn
0: mm-hmm. for the whole which of roo- roo- course roo- is clean it's very clean it's a sterile barn it's oh yes yeah, oh so wait no. no it's not oh I know it's <sighs> it's a bad show it's a bad show so as we go further on we more and more Chris starts to expouse his philosophy of life and again Travis points out he is 16 years old right now cast your mind back to when you were 16. Now oh, do I have to? Yes. And were you an idiot when you were 16? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Were Did you understand anything about anything? No. Really? No. Nobody does. Not at 16. Oh, God. I mean, it is just... At this Travis point... Travis isn't helping, though. Well, tra- Travis... Travis is... Travis does not know how to be a father to a son who has zero compass. He mm-hmm. has no moral compass. He does not have... He has a... He is... So, like I said... Okay, so you and I are both fathers. Right. And we want to take care of our children. We right. want to protect our children. We want to make sure we we will... You know, there's that part of your brain that says, I will do anything for my kid. Mm-hmm. Do not, you know, do not try and... If you yes. try and harm my child, that's a plot of a bazillion movies, but you, part of your brain gets that, right? Yes, And... So I, I completely understand Travis trying to save Chris. And he they even talk about this later in the episode. You get it. I get it. But Travis just doesn't have... Travis needs to have Chris in therapy. <laughs> well, Travis needs to be... Chris needs to be in like 24-hour observation medication therapy this is a this is a kid who is not well Travis is not equipped to deal with a kid who is not well, but this is also not the show to give you that kind of depth in the characters it just, it just isn't this is this is not a well, this is a show that cannot this is a show that kills off it, its parent show kills off more than two male black characters one of you know the third one comes in somebody's got to die right this is a, you know this is a show that's not going to give you subtlety. No. Um, and I've been in therapy. You know, I mean, I've... As have I. I. We, we, you know, if you... A good doctor could save your life. Mm. Christine's a good doctor. Right. He's not going to get one. But this is not the show to sit there and go, this kid has... is traumatized. He is traumatized by the divorce. He's traumatized by the death of his mother. He's 16 bloody years old, which means he's an idiot already. Not that that's you know it's that's just part of being a kid his hormone his hormones are still firing like crazy things Ugh. but this show this is not the show to discuss any of this. he's just a sociopathic little monster, and Travis looks like an idiot for trying to save his son
1: well, and not only that, but if where would he where is he supposed to find this
0: therapist exactly i know i know in the in the zombie pocketopy. Well, but this is this is a show that's so binary, because you're either the main characters, or you're the worst human beings that ever walked the planet. Right. There is no middle ground on this show. You're either it's it's a with us or against us show. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this again before. That's not how people are. Right. I think actually it's
1: done a good job. Or, you know, it gave us a little bit of glimpse of that with the hotel. Yeah. Because the, sh- the episode opens where it inevitably has to open mm-hmm. with people, 40-something people, 43 people, standing at the gates of the hotel because Madison was an idiot and turned on the lights, <laughs> um, begging to get in. And everyone on the inside is standing like, we can't help you, we can't help you, we can't help you. Uh, and it ends with Madison going down to one of the car parks and finding that they had, in fact, decided to let all these people in. Mm -hmm. Because, and they say it, we had no choice. We had to do that. We had to let them in. Because they're not monsters. They're not horrible people, which is great. So, um, you know, somebody somebody says there's 40 of them, and so we don't have nearly enough supplies to take care of them all, which I have to now flip back in my uh extensive notes Mm -hmm. to the point place where elena said there's enough food here for months Mm -hmm. months and months Mm -hmm. we will be set if we can stabilize this place right so that doesn't if it's months and months Mm -hmm. plural that does not change the amount uh, yeah, they do have. Now they're a little in a little bit worse situation. Sure. They might have to rational a little bit, but they have huge... Every person that they brought in can, ha- can go in their own hotel room. They all have fresh water. Mm-hmm. They all have ice for days. Mm-hmm. Now they just have to make sure they fish a little
0: bit more. And don't ignore the fact they got a, an entire city around them right. full of homes right. and offices. And, and it doesn't
1: look like there's a whole lot of walkers. We didn't see a single th- walker this whole episode. We heard about one.
0: Mm-hmm. We, heard... we saw some down at the beach from a distance. Oh, right, from, from a distance. distance. Uh, Speaking of which, I want you to look at this. No, yay. I have, I have a visual aid oh, here. Oh, boy, here we go. This is a photo of the hotel from the beach. Oh. It's lovely. It is lovely. Um, and as you can see, as you look at this, uh, around the sides... Of the beach, down uh-huh. by the beach. Uh, all of these characters we see at the beginning of the episode are at one gate. Right. I don't know if the people who make this show have ever been to a building no. out in the world that has a gate. Right. But it's not the only access point to the entire complex. When it's a hotel. Well, I hotels think hotels are generally not considered highly secure environments. I mean, they're not fortresses. I mean, you know, you want them to be secure, of course. You know, people steal things, but they're not fortresses. There's a town around them. You know what I would do if I was trying to get into a hotel and there's a gate and a wall and I'm in a city where the majority... It's pretty empty. You'd walk around? I'd walk around. <laughs> <laughs> Not only would I do that, i will go down to the beach where I could have access because clearly in this photograph, there's access. Right. But even, even if there wasn't, even if the wall goes all the way down to the water, which it doesn't, I would walk down to somebody's house and in their garage, I'd go and find a ladder. And I would climb over the damn wall. True, but well, no, they're all at the gate.
1: <laughs> well, not only that, they're at what was obviously the pedestrian gate. Because again, a hotel like this is going to have a big, big like for deliveries of mm-hmm. giant. If they have enough stores to last quote months and months, mm-hmm. they get deliveries by eighteen wheeler. Mm-hmm. So there is a a loading dock and right. i worked in service in the hotel industry sure.
0: there's loading docks there's all sorts of places like we're that. in walking distance of some of the biggest hotels in kansas city mm-hmm. um there's what a dozen downtown mm-hmm. there's the ones down at the plaza and yeah they all have these giant spaces where you can get access to even if they are even if there's a wall around them it's not but it's also not a giant wall right it's a it's a and I realize, okay, depending on the city, it's going to be safer, it blah, blah, TJ. blah. It is Tijuana. You know, but still, <laughs> even so, it's just, I mean, it's its a great visual. It's also... Totally stupid. Totally stupid.
1: <laughs> so anyway, oh God. let's go back to our dumb
0: story. Sh- yeah, let's story. go back to our dumb story. <sighs> so Travis digs the grave and buries the guy. Um, does not do something that he does later in the episode, which is go through the house and actually try and find out what the guy's name is. And I'm pretty sure that if you were to go to my apartment right now, it would take you all of about two minutes to find out what my name is. Yeah. Because there's mail on the counter. Right. And I know they have mail service in Mexico. No. It's, they do. Perish the thought. I guarantee you there's some mail for that guy sitting around. But that's okay, whatever. Um, uh, so anyway, they leave baby James in the barn mm-hmm.
1: with all the chickens to mm-hmm. to recoup, yeah. and they give him a week, and when he's not better in a week, his friends decide to kill him.
0: Well, first they decide they're going to drive away. They're going right. to leave. It's been a week. We have to go. And they put him in the truck. And, and I, I agree with Travis at this point. He's like,
1: it's been a week. I mean, why do we have to go? Mm-hmm. Why can't we just wait here for a little, like, you know, make sure he's fully better and we don't have to go anywhere. We're fine here. We've not had any problems. Let's just stay here for a little while make sure everybody's all right. Mm -hmm. And they're like, nope, gotta go. Why do we have to go? Because plot. Because one of the writers said we had to go right now.
0: Well, the writers, and and of course, because of the writers, these are the most reprehensible examples. If I were their parents, I would be ashamed of these children. I would be like... I have Both. no son. No, their
1: their <laughs> parents were ashamed. Yeah, that's right. Their I said. parents were ashamed of them. <laughs> that's why they, when they were like, you know, we're gonna go, we're gonna go party, we're gonna go party in Mexico, and even though there seems to be some had sort of fired virus the, to San Diego, yeah, their
0: parents, their parents burned <laughs> San Diego. So the kids there would have come there home. seems
1: to be some sort of like virus, and the the uh, you know uh, society seems to be collapsing. Uh, but we're going to go party in, in in TJ for a week, and the parents were all like, go. Oh, have fun, you guys. Although I do feel for baby James. I did I did write some headcanon for him <laughs> while we watched. Because he seemed like the most, the poor kid just seemed
0: like stuck in this untenable situation. Well, see, there's that moment with him where he actually does a much better job of expressing Chris's... If Chris's argument was rational, uh-huh. if it was not coming from the fact that Chris is a is a nut, yes, I'm you know as someone who believes very strongly in in the right terms for mental illness, and and I realize I'm gonna have to bleep myself out here. Chris is f- nuts. Oh, okay, he is just crazy. Right. All right. His worldview is knackered. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The argument he makes is that the world has changed and we have to adapt to it. Not the first time for this argument on a Walking mm-hmm. Dead show. Right. But James actually sits there and says, this is what happened. Right. This is why I'm scared. You know, They they had another friend. He got bit.
1: Um, he begged them. He said, don't let me turn into one of those things. Mm-hmm. But when, when it came right down to it, he got really scared of dying and didn't want them to do it. Mm-hmm. And James actually stood up took took initiative and did it. Right. other guys couldn't do it and so James did it. And so they have this kind of unspoken pact that if this happens again, you have to end it for mm-hmm. the person right. And even though Travis is like he is not sick, he's not his leg is not infected. Nothing is a miracle, considering that he's recuperating in <laughs> a barn full of chicken shit. uh His leg's not affected. He again, just needs there more is a house time right over here. Right. He just needs more time to to mm-hmm. to heal. He just needs more time to heal, and his friends are like, "No,"
0: because his friends are again. Which, we come back to this. If you're not if you're not on our side, you are the devil. I mean, it, there's just it's, there's just such a the view of humanity on this show is just so it just hurts my brain and uh, oh it's just insane uh it's insane
1: right yeah i don't i don't get it i don't like i feel this is a very uh, your favorite term hand of the writer oh yeah sort of like these guys why not give this guy a couple of days more days to get better why do they have to go right now? Also, why are they not in the house? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, because Travis says you can't move them, and it's and even but no, even, even, even then, even then, Travis should be like, let's get him into the house and then not move him, right? Because there's no be, there's no actual physical benefit. I mean, these people are wearing coats and the dumb asses, during the day, which tells like, you that it is cool, which means it is even cooler at night. You know, these guys are idiots because because
1: Travis like the. In the first fifteen minutes, of the episode is saying, "Hey, they're like eating the chickens." It's like, "Hey, guys, we should be eating the eggs." And then the reason they decide that they have
0: to leave is because they've eaten all the chickens. Like, and is like we should
1: have been freaking eating the eggs.
0: Yeah, it is. I mean, look, I'm I completely I am completely on board with sometimes showing Americans being ugly Americans because sometimes we are. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am also completely on board with showing that there are bad people in the world because there are. Mm-hmm. But this show, this show, and and the parent show, the regular The Walking Dead, the nihilistic worldview. It's that it's misery porn. It's misery porn, and it's oh, part of me just doesn't want to do it anymore. <laughs> because, oh no, I because hate I, this show. Dystopian hate... futures. There's stories to be told in dystopian futures. No. There are. Um, but this show is just killing me. I, I'm I, we we've got next week. And I then we can s- go back to the good show we for a little can, while, yeah or maybe or maybe the good show we'll see hopefully it is well, I think they have a chance to set it on fire yeah. too.
1: so anyway, mm. um here's my head for James oh yeah tell me your head so right. I, I I wrote I tweeted that I think James is um he is gay mm. and that his plan was to go down to do this Mexico trip mm-hmm And then when he got back, he was going to come out to his frat brothers and then maybe quit the frat because these guys were assholes.
0: Maybe. I would have just been Uh,
1: like, screw you guys. And then (laughs) society ended and then he was murdered. Also, James has a boyfriend who plays clarinet. Oh, okay. And and he has survived. Oh, he's never going to see James again, though. Right, but he's lived, he is alive. Uh-huh. And he survived the no, rising of San Diego. I was say, he obviously he's he not made San it Diego out anymore. of San Diego, and uh, it, he he sits on the roof of their shelter and stares out south in the hopes that one day James will return. Sorry, it's sad. it's a uh, it's poetic. It's poet. It's poetry, <laughs> and uh, and uh, so it's
0: it's better writing than what we're getting here.
1: Yeah, I uh, know. So sometimes I look at things. Sometimes. Did I ever tell you, I pro- I'm sure I did, did I ever tell you about how when I was in college I was obsessed with the with the Cinemax After Dark movies? No, but... Um, um, I was obsessed with them because I, say, okay. because I would sit there and I would watch them and I'd be like, somebody was paid right. <laughs> to write the scenes that are just around the either boobs or really, really bad sim- simulated sex. Right. Somebody wrote this movie. Mm-hmm. Someone got paid to write Somebody this got movie. paid to write this movie. And it got to the point where, like, I had a notebook. <laughs> and in my notebook <laughs> was the names of all the production, qu- quote-unquote, production companies. Right. And all the names of the, quote-unquote, directors. And mm-hmm. this was in a time just very before, just, like, right before IMDb. Sure, right. And, like, like I could tell you who, what actor was in this movie and what stage name he used and and what other name he oh, used in other movies right, yeah. because they never used the same name right like, no, of course not. and like you know i could track it all because i i had this like insane idea that i was going to just like show up at surrender cinema one day after college <laughs> and knock on the door and be like Guess what? I'm here to write, and I'm gonna write you a really good movie that we're gonna insert some really bizarre sex in, and it's gonna be okay. Because some of these movies, Tim, some of them were crap. Some of them oh, were just God terrible. I, but then some of them, like I really would like, get into. Like, oh, this is this is nice. I was a teenager at the beginning of cable.
0: Uh huh. Or actually, I was. Uh, that was. I, it was. I think I was twelve or thirteen when cable happened, mm-hmm. when it really blew up even if you didn't have cable or you had reg- regular basic cable uh-huh. you could sometimes get hbo and cinemax ah cuz it would be like the scramblers wouldn't be as good yeah uh, or someone in the neighborhood would disable the scr- scrambler and you'd be like oh look at this suddenly cinemax movies are playing my off? goodness um, yeah no it was i uh, yeah i watched a lot of those <laughs> I'm because, a teenager
1: like somebody paid somebody yeah.
0: somebody got a check mm-hmm. to write You know, it wasn't a very big change.
1: Five lines... No, no. But but still, like... Somebody got paid to write the 10, 15 lines of dialogue before Tiffany and Amber pulled off their clothes. Some of those movies were amazing. Some of those movies, I sat at the end and was like, this this was a good movie. I'm so glad that the couples that got together got together. But we digress. Um... There was this great one uh, (laughs) about about this this husband who loses his job and then becomes a gigolo of course and then ends up servicing all the women in his neighborhood and his wife has no idea it was comedy gold it was hilarious (laughs) and it was intentionally funny like it was
0: hilarious yeah it doesn't surprise me i was so i liked it i liked that movie a lot the 80s and the 90s was actually the period you could have sex comedies yeah we don't nobody does sex comedies anymore um, and I'm not even sure how you would do one. I think the last one was probably American Pie. I can't think of anything after that that would be... Possibly because the you, the suspension of disbelief you have to have, right? Uh, you can't do with the internet or cell phones or any of that anymore. It's just not right. there. Clearly, we would much rather talk about Bad 80s, 90s softcore pornography. <laughs> uh, I guess we should go back to talking about Finish talking about what We should. Um, so, right. can we just skip to the end? Well, we, gotta, we have to explain what happened to Chris. Why Travis shows up at the hotel without Chris. Mm-hmm. Because they do decide they're going to leave. They have to leave now. And Travis tries to talk them out of it. It does not work. And horrible. What is the horrible leader of the kids? That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Bryson. Horrible, horrible horrible person number one goes up and shoots his friend in the head. Well no.
1: First, Travis oh, God, yes. Travis goes out there and is like, Look, we can't do this. We have to let him heal and they're like, No, no, we're not gonna let him heal and, and so Travis takes a gun and the Bryson is like, You're not gonna you're not gonna kill you don't you don't have the guts to shoot us and so Travis like shoots at the dirt or something mm. to prove well, I can do a thing with the thing <laughs> and then goes back in and the next morning Tra- chris brings him some breakfast and it's like you know the guys are gone so we can talk for a minute and travis and him have a mini heart to heart or they try to or something mm-hmm. and tra- travis and chris hug and i'm grabbing tim's arm because yes. i need to be stabilized for this right i understand chris wraps his hands around travis's head like he in any way can overpower this man and it's like, come in, do it, let's do it. And and the other two come in, and Chris, almost on his own, puts Travis on the ground, which just... All I can think would be the surprise factor. Right. And then then Bryson shoots poor baby James in the head. And James actually does the thing we expect him to do, which is beg for his life. Yeah, it's like, I'm fine. I'm going to be fine. You just give me a little more time. And they don't, because they're
0: and that's kind of it, because at this point, we again have a scene where Travis does a thing which takes far longer in the real world than it takes in Walking Dead universe. Like everything else. Things take time, right. except in the Walking Dead world. And then they have the heart-to-heart, where, or the, the real heart-to-heart, where Chris basically says, I like it here, Dad. These are my crazy people. I've discovered... That I'm a loony poom. I have a hollow place inside. Nothing can ever fill it. I'm going to burn. I just want to burn the world down, yeah. basically.
1: He does. It. If you're not with us, you're against us. And I, I don't know. I guess maybe Chris, Chris convinced them not to kill Travis, but they're not taking him with them, right? And so, but Travis traces the
0: truck down the road, saying,
1: "Please, Chris, get out. You
0: still, there's still time." And then Travis says the thing that he has to have been thinking for a lot longer than that. But it's the thing that every parent who has a child who is destroying their own life willingly, mm-hmm. who is who is taking every opportunity to change for the better and throwing it away, there's a moment when, as a parent, you look at that child and say, God damn it, why aren't you listening to me? Right. God damn you. Right. Why aren't you listening to me? And it's a terrible thing. It's a te- it's. And it doesn't matter. You can love them with all your heart, but there's that, and that 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 was almost the realest moment. Yes, for the
1: entire almost, character, except part. for exe- well, definitely Travis's realist moment. Yeah, um, but the real realist moment comes later with uh, right. So they've let Travis in, and he's talking to to Madison, and They're telling her all this stuff, and finally, and Madison gets this look on her face, and she's like, "I've got to go talk to
0: because because Alicia. he tells he tells her the last words I said to my son." Mm-hmm. Was goddamn you, yeah. the, the I, I, I was not able to protect him. I tried, right, and I it didn't work. And I, and you can tell that Travis is just he doesn't know what to do because he did everything that he thought he was supposed to do, right, and it didn't work. And the light goes off above matter. It's like if they had brought in a light bulb <laughs> on a little a little string and yes. held it above her head. If this
1: was Community,
0: <laughs> someone would have turned on the light above her head. And, because I mean, it's literally, the, you know, the light bulb comes on, the penny drops, the other shoe drops, you know, pick, pick your, your cliche. And she runs out,
1: finds Alicia, up. takes her out to the pier and tells her, throws her over the edge. No. <laughs> I did. This whole sequence, I told Tim, this whole sequence, I was waiting for one, for something to happen. Like, for one of them to get shot with a sniper rifle, mm-hmm. or for one of those zombies that used to, like, just parachute into the scene <laughs> to, like, show up and bite one of them, or something like that. Um, <laughs> now I want because... par- now, now I want like, I literally want a parachuting zombie. I to... <laughs> stop, stop parachuting. Because, because this was so perfect and real and good, because Madison basically says, look, Your dad had some mental health problems, and I could tell that Nick was headed in that direction, Mm -hmm. and I was scared for him, and I knew he needed me, and I thought you were okay. I thought you were going to be okay. And so I just let you be okay while I dealt with all of this other stuff. And Alicia basically says, I was okay, but I was okay because I had no choice but to be okay. I couldn't have anything. I couldn't, I couldn't have my own dramas, because I had to be alright, because there was no adults there for me. Right. And the two of them tell each other that they love each other, and they hug, and... And it's, you're
0: waiting for the bullet. Yes, yeah, you're zombie. just waiting,
1: and but nothing bad happens, and you're just like, oh, this is perfect. This was this moment between these two women, who have really been the backbone of their story, and, like... Surprisingly, because again we talked about yeah, Alicia just not starting off there. Yeah, Alicia didn't start off there, but she's really come come a long way in my mind. And Madison is our Rick, mm-hmm. and you know, so like this is now. I think they're now that they're going to be a more cohesive unit together. Just the two of them, it's going to be a way. It's going to help this show a lot. I feel personally.
0: Of course, there's only two episodes left of the season. <sighs> But, all right, so we have our emotional moment. Nobody dies terribly. We're stunned. People are still showing up at the hotel,
1: though. Mm -hmm. And of the people that are showing up, who is it? It's Bryson
0: and Doofus, but no Chris. And all I can think is, please tell me Chris is dead. Because Chris, the actor who plays Chris, is on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. now. He's playing the younger brother Mm -hmm. of the new Ghost Rider. Okay. And he's got a haircut, which they neatly hid under his baseball cap on the talking dead no he i saw his haircut i saw that his well i know but the but it's covering up the majority of it yeah because his hairs are cut a lot shorter and hopefully he's just not on the show i mean you can be on more than one uh, show obviously yes,
1: but... but i i hope that that he is gone well his mom the woman who played his mother whose mm-hmm. name i totally forget she's on orange is the new black right so she was on this and then on orange
0: is the new black and then they killed her off Because I, 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 you know, I don't i don't. The actors are fine, and this—it's the material. Yeah. The actors are fine. It is just the material, The material is driving us crazy. Because you have great emotional moments like that. Uh-huh. You have—you have the whole bit where Travis is trying to explain to Madison how he's feeling. Would be really, really great and believable if you hadn't, if they hadn't made us if they hadn't made it to the where we hate
1: both him and Chris for the decisions that they had made
0: right i mean cuz it's it's a real scene. acting
1: i just just let him Ugh. go just let it
0: i kept hoping that he would like jump off the balcony <laughs> well, i'm glad he didn't because that would just be to me that would be another just cheap out because they sit there and they put themselves in, they put the characters oh, in this yeah. position and then they basically either give them cheap outs Or they turn them into just the worst examples of humanity. I
1: can't wait to see how things go with Bryson next week, actually. Now that I sit here and think about it. Because... I could see Travis just straight up walking up to him and shooting him in the head. Well, you saw him in several scenes not shot in the head. I know. But you never know. Oh, and Travis did take a shower. Yes.
0: Because, you know... Well, he's moved into the orbit of the clean... Yes. And if you stay there long enough, you will be required to clean yourself every five minutes. How did baby James not get an infection? Oh, he probably did. Okay, No,
1: but they say explicitly that he, <laughs> his leg is not
0: infected. Well, but Travis is also not a doctor. Oh. And what's inside his leg, because, you know, he's talking about the, the blood clotting inside. He could be bleeding out very slowly inside. I mean, yes, there's a lot of looking know, as, as Tim Pokes is in his own, like, there's a lot of muscle to go through, and obviously there's, you know, you, you take here, where he got shot, it mm-hmm. takes some effort to put, go through the major arteries. Uh, but still, yeah, um, no. They should have taken him to the house. It was just, it, it's... It was because plot. It, it's, it's because of plot. So, okay. Anyway. I'm done. I'm drained. We survived Barely. this episode. One it, more
1: episode left. I think this, One more this might have
0: actually made us left. the most angry. Any of these any of these episodes I
1: feel like I was just as angry at uh at the first chris and and travis episode
0: mm really I think this one made me angrier anyway, we will release our pain and our anger'cause out of th- the world this way lies the dark side anyway. Thank you for listening, folks. If you uh, if you have enjoyed listening to us get <laughs> rant and rave, uh, please let us know. You we are you're obviously finding us on podcasts or iTunes. If you find us on iTunes, uh, please rate us, uh, leave us a comment. That would be great. We don't get a lot of information back from iTunes, so the more you do rate us and leave us comments, the more we uh, the more we know about what you think about the show. Uh, but we will be back next week with more Zompocalypse Now here on Sci-Fi for Me Radio. Thank you, Dustin.
1: Thank you, Tim. R.I.P., baby James.
0: (laughs) This has been a presentation of HorrorForMe.com. Copyright 2016 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. This is Sci-Fi For Me Radio.